today on Transforming Lives. Divine healing is not a man-made doctrine. It's not a theory. And it's not subject to people's limit, limited understanding or natural mind. Okay? Divine healing flows from the very life of God. It flows from God's power. It flows from God's being. Amen. Divine healing or healing flows from God to break the bondages of sickness and disease and bring about God's will in your life. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Open your Bibles, please, to uh, Isaiah chapter 50. Let's stand and read together. I want to read verse 4 and 5. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, speak to us and through us. Encourage us. We give you all the glory, all the honor. You are a faithful God. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing by your Spirit in our lives. Perfect your will in us. Glorify yourself in us. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. We are continuing our series on the power of God is present to heal. Before we begin to teach today, we want to... Um, reviewed um, concerning all the things that we have covered so far. And so uh, uh, we just want to take some some minutes and just uh, uh, um, let us know or review so that we can have a strong foundation concerning what uh, uh, we've been teaching. We've been teaching on the power of God is present to heal. Amen. And so we have given you, for, for the last couple of weeks, we have shared with you six different uh, um, promises um, of, of principles of healing. Um, the first time we minister, we told you that healing is God's will. In Luke chapter 19, I mean 6, verse 19, the Bible says, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Amen. And, and we share with you four principles or reasons why Healing is God's will. We told you that God reveals, I mean, God's word reveals um, His will. 
um, in um, Mark chapter 1, verse 43, I mean 41 to 43, the Bible tells us of a man who had leprosy. And when Jesus was coming down from the mountain, he ran to Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make, us, make me heal, uh, cleanse. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing, be clean. Amen. So the Bible tells us that the word of God clearly shows that it is God's will for us to be clean. Also, God's nature revealed his will. The Bible tells us in Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5, David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgave all our sins and who healed all our diseases. The Bible lets us know that God is the one who forgave all of our sins and God, he is the one who heals all of our diseases. The Bible, um, this, uh, we also told you that Jesus reveals the will of God. When Jesus came on this earth and he established his purposes uh, for what he was here in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised, and to declare the year of God's favor. Surely and clearly Jesus was laying down that it was the will of God and the plan of God and the purposes of God to bring healing and deliverance. Amen. And then we also told you that Jesus came and healed all who came to him. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 4 verse 23 that Jesus went all through the villages and the cities teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel and healing all the people. It lets us know that Jesus was, was that was his, his mission and that was his work. And wherever he went, he healed and brought deliverance to the people. And so it is clearly shown in the word of God in the nature of God, in, the, uh, in Jesus' life, and in Jesus' ministry, that it is God's will for you and I to be healed. We need to receive that. We need to get it in our spirit as a foundational principle in our lives to receive our healing. The second principle we share with you concerning healing, we told you that the church is God's center for healing. In Ezekiel, the Bible tells us, the prophet Ezekiel was, uh, um, got a uh, prophecy that they, 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 uh, concerning the temple of God. And he saw in the, in the, in the vision and in the, the revelation that was given to him, he saw that the, the angel was telling him that um, there would be a river, or the river was flowing from the temple. And wherever that river went, um, there was healing along the river. And, and they, they, uh, it said that they, the Bible tells us that and it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, shall lay. There will be great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Amen. And so we need, we need to understand that the, the river that the Bible was talking about uh, um, is the, the, the power of the Holy, the Holy Spirit coming in the church. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, 
That river has remained in the church. Amen. And if you and I will yield our lives to the Spirit of God, and we will open our hearts to allow God to move in and through us, this church and, and the churches around who will believe the Word of God will be an oasis of God's healing power. People will come and receive healing and deliverance and experience the grace and the power of God. Amen. We share with you also four reasons why the church is the, um, the, the center of God's healing. And we told you that the floodgates of heaven are open. When the Holy Spirit came, when Jesus came on this eye, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and then also on the day of Pentecost, the heavens are open. Amen. When Jesus was baptized, John the Baptist declared, he said the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit came like a dog. Amen. Isaiah praying and asking God, he said, Lord, will you rent the heaven? And when Jesus came, he rent the heaven and the heavens are open. Amen. And when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, amen, the heavens are open. The floodgates of, uh, of heaven are pouring onto us. And we, the church, are the recipient of God's grace and God's power and the channel for God's healing power on the eye. Amen. Also, Christ has a purpose. Jesus has a purpose for his church. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 21, Jesus went to the temple and he saw the people selling and, 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 and changing money and Jesus cleansed the temple by driving out the, those who were selling. And then Jesus said, my house, my house should be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a dent of thieves. And the Bible tells us when he cast them out, the next thing that happened was the blind, the lame, and the, and the deaf came to Jesus and he healed them. You see, when the, when, the, when the church of God is cleansed of all of the things that doesn't represent God, when we are focused on what God wants us to do, when we become houses of prayer, even in our personal life or the corporate life, then the healing power of God will flow. Amen. And that's what God wants to happen in our lives. We also told you that God is a healing God. In Luke chapter 5 verse 17, the Bible says Jesus was ministering somewhere and the power of God was present to heal. Every time Jesus or God is present and the word of God is spoken, the power of God is present. Even right now, the power of God is present right now, right here, right where you are. For you to be healed. The power of God is present. The church is God's solution. That's the fourth reason. And we told you in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. The Bible says that God, Jesus called his disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out devils and to heal the sick. And then in verse 7 and 8, the Bible says he said to them, go and preach this gospel. Heal the sick, cast out devils, cleanse the lepers. Freely you receive, freely give, raise the dead. Amen. And, and so we, we see um, Jesus' dependence and, and, and entrusting and commissioning the church to be a, a center of healing and deliverance. The third principle we share with you concerning healing is that Satan is the source of sickness and disease. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
We see here that God anointed Jesus, and wherever he went, he was healing and bringing deliverance to people who were oppressed of the devil. You see that the devil was the one who was oppressing people. And we share with you four reasons why Satan is the source of sickness and disease. Number one, we told you that God is the source of all blessings. In James chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible says, All good and all perfect gifts come from God, who with him there is no variation or turning. He is the father of lights and he gives all good. So all good and perfect gifts come from God. God does not give healing. Uh, um, sickness and I mean, God does not give sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is not from God. God gives us good and perfect gifts. The second thing that we, we should, reason we told you is that the curse of sin, sickness, and death came as the result of the fall. Amen. When God created Adam and Eve, He put them in a garden. He blessed them. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. And then He told, gave them a command. He said, you can eat of every tree in the garden, but the tree of the good, the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. The devil came. He tempted Adam and Eve. And he, by deceiving them, they disobeyed God. And as a result, sin and the curse came. Amen. We also told you the, ter the third reason is that Satan deceived Adam and Eve and they disobeyed God. And the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, By one man's sin, death came, and so by one man's righteousness, life will reign. Amen. By Adam's sin, Death came and everyone died. And because of Jesus' righteousness and Jesus' uh, um, uh, um, righteousness and obedience, all of us now can experience life. And the Bible, we also told you that Jesus came to break the curse. In Galatians chapter 3, verse um, 13 to 14, the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, as it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham may come unto the Gentiles. And then in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says, Jesus, uh, um, who came to, 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 to pay the price for our sin, he became like us in everything. He, he put on, um, took off our pain. And he, he clothed in order for him to destroy the, the devil who had the power of death. Amen. And so Jesus came to break the curse. Amen. The fourth principle that we share with you concerning healing is that Jesus came to deliver the captives. In Luke chapter 13, the Bible tells us a story of a woman who was in church um, in the synagogue for 18 years. And the Bible says she was bent over for 18 years. She was in church. She was faithful. And when Jesus came that day, he was preaching in the synagogue. And the Bible says he called the woman to, to him and he rebuked the spirit of infirmity and delivered her. And as the result of that, the synagogue leader became indignant. And, and so he, he, he said to the people, there are six days for you to come and be healed, but not on the Sabbath day. And Jesus said to him, you hypocrite. If this woman being a daughter of Abraham, and Satan had bound her for 18 years, ought not her, her be uh, 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 
um, need to be healed on the Sabbath day, and how much more many of you who have your, your, your animals, or you will lose them in order for you to, to, for, to, for, for you to give them a drink. And so what, the Bible, what Jesus was telling us here, he came to bring deliverance to us. And we need to experience and allow God to do that which he wants to do. Amen. Five reasons why Jesus came to deliver the captives. Number one, Satan, he broke and destroyed the powers of Satan. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Also, uh, um, we, we told you that sickness is sometimes the result of sin. In um, John chapter 5, there is a story of a man who had been sick for 38 years. And Jesus came to him. He was at the pool of Bethsaida. Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed. And he made excuses. And Jesus said, Arise and walk. But then when Jesus found him, the Bible says, Jesus said unto him, See, you are healed. Stop sinning, lest a worse thing will come upon you. So obviously this man's sickness that he was uh, 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 being sick for 18 years was a result of his sin. There's also uh, another story in the Bible tells us about four men who brought their friend to Jesus. And when they brought their friend, there was no way for them to find uh, anywhere to, to, to uh, uh, bring their, their friend in front of Jesus. And so they, they, they opened the roof and put G, the friend in front of Jesus. And one of the first things that Jesus did when he saw the man, he saw the faith. The Bible says Jesus said to the man, your sins are forgiven. Now, the reason Jesus said your sins are forgiven because obviously there, is a, there was a possibility that this man's sickness was the result of his sin. Amen. And so sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes sickness and disease can come for, as a result of sin. Sickness and disease also can come as a result of us violating the laws of God, the natural laws of God. Amen. Sickness and disease is sometimes the direct result of oppressing spirit. In Mark chapter uh, um, 9, from verse 17, the Bible tells us, of a, a story when a man came to Jesus and he, this man uh, brought his son to the disciples of Jesus. And the Bible says that um, um, his son, and so when Jesus came from the Mount of Transfiguration, the, the man brought him his son and Jesus cast out the spirit and the boy was healed. Amen. And so sometimes healing is a direct result of demonic spirits. And we need to cast out the spirit. We also to give you another reason that Jesus is our liberator. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 to 17, we see Jesus coming to Peter's house. And when Jesus came to Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick. The Bible says he rebuked the fever. And then that evening, he brought all the sick people um, to, to Peter's house for Jesus to minister unto them. And he cast out the spirit and healed everyone that were there. Then the Bible tells us, Matthew said that the scripture may be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that Jesus himself um, took our infirmity and bore our sicknesses and our diseases. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. 
Amen. The fifth principle concerning healing, we told you that God is Jehovah Rapha. Amen. God said in Deuteronomy, uh, 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 Moses said in, uh, uh, to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 15. He said, And the Lord your God will take away from you all sickness and all disease that were put on, and he will put none of these evil diseases of the Egyptians on you, which were laid upon them. Amen. So we see here that God is Jehovah Rapha. Amen. God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, Moses said, I mean, God said to Moses and the children of Israel, If you will listen to my voice, if you will obey my words, if you will take seriously my commandment, then I, God, will remove all the sicknesses and disease that the Egyptians experienced because I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Second reason, Jehovah is God's covenant name. That word Jehovah is, is the same word that we call Lord. It means I am. God revealed himself to Moses as the I am. He said to Moses in Exodus chapter 6, he said, By my name, Jehovah, I was not known. When I revealed myself to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, I revealed myself to them as the Almighty God. But by my name, Jehovah, I was not known. And then Moses said, What should I call you? What should I tell the children of Israel? He said, Tell them, I am that I am. That means I am a personal God. I am a covenant God. I am, a, I, I am your God. I, am, uh, 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 um, I want a relationship with you. And so it is very, very important that God reveal himself to us as his healer. Amen. The third reason we show you is that God is your healer. The Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 107 verse 20, God sent his word and healed them. God wants you healed. Over and over and over in the scripture, we see God reaching out to us, to people, to bring healing and deliverance. And we need to believe the word. We need to get the word in our spirit, get it in our heart, meditate upon the word of God, and allow God's healing power to flow in and through us. Amen. And then the fourth reason we said to you that God provided for the children of Israel a lamb. In Exodus chapter 14, God said to the, I mean 12, he said to the church, to Moses and the children of Israel, he said, take a lamb, um, kill the lamb, put the blood on the doorposts, and then when I come to bring judgment over Egypt, when I see the blood, I will pass over. And then in uh, um, Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible says that Christ, the Lamb of God, was slain before the foundation of the earth. Hallelujah. The sixth six, uh, uh, um, principle, and that's what we shared with you the last time we met, uh, was that Jesus is our Passover Lamb. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Verse 7 says, Christ is our Passover lamb, and he was sacrificed for us. Amen. Now, we share with you the last time, we share with you four reasons why Jesus is our Passover lamb, or the Passover lamb. We told you, one, that God established his covenant with us. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 35, 
God said, I will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness and disease from you. That's a covenant that God established with the children of Israel, established with us. In, um, the second thing is that we have a blood covenant. When the covenant was not just an ordinary covenant, it was a blood covenant. And we told you that the blood covenant is one of the greatest covenants ever known to people. Amen. And in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, God said, It is the blood that makes an atonement because the life of the flesh is in the blood. And it is the blood that makes an atonement. And Hebrews chapter 7 says, Without the sharing of blood, there can be no remission of sin. The third reason we show you, we say healing and deliverance comes from Jesus. We share the story in Exodus, um, why the children of, I mean, in Numbers, where the children of Israel rebelled against God, and God told Moses to, to uh, um, lift up a, 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 a bronze serpent. And Jesus explaining about the bronze serpent in John chapter 3, he said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And if anyone look to the Son of Man, they shall be saved. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian